I love SMBC because I've been a member here for over 20 years, and Pastor brings a word every Sunday. Ministry here is for the entire being. Uh, I love the way it touches the mind, the body, and the soul. Uh, we have women's ministries. Welcome to our world. I've gone to several churches before, and the truth that Pastor preaches about the word, his leadership, and his vision is just pure. Welcome to our world. What keeps me coming back to St. Matthews is the youth program. They continuously put effort into the young, into the young mentors. Welcome to our world. Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo.
Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. How many of you know that Jesus has won the victory this morning? Has he won it, boss? Each and every one of us, he died, shed his blood, and he rose again. Amen. And he reigns victorious.
God is risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Yahweh, Yahweh. belongs to God. All the glory belongs to you. All the glory belongs to you, oh God. Can you help me say all the glory my favorite part and we sing hallelujah sing hallelujah sing hallelujah sing Yahweh Yahweh be praised all of the glory Come on and wave your hand if all of the glory belongs to God. Take it back to the top. All of the glory. All of the glory. This is where we get happy at. This is the highest praise, and we sing hallelujah. Say Hallelujah, 
We worship Jesus. Jesus. I said Jesus is the Christ. Son of the living God. He's able. Is he able? He's able to do far exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I ask or think. Leave it in the hands of the Lord. Stop pulling it back. Leave it and thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Jesus is worthy to be praised. You may be seated. We'll now have prayer and then the reading of the scripture. Church, amen. St. Matthews, let us go before the throne of grace. Father, we come to you this morning, Lord God, with excitement, Father God. We're excited because you live, Father God. We are excited because we have been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. We are excited because our Savior is alive and doing well, Father God. We are excited because you've gathered us today, Father God, as witness of your grace, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that we can come and worship your name. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us to exalt your name, Father God, for truly, Lord God, you've you've not dealt with us according to our iniquity, Lord God. You've forgiven us, Father God. You've appointed us, Father God. You've given us eyes to see your grace. You've given us ears to hear your word. You give us mouths to praise your name, Father God. Lord God, surely we will exalt you, Father God. If no one else were to exalt you, Lord God, we'll exalt you, Father God. If no one else will praise you, Lord God, we will praise you, Father God. We've been made to praise you, Father God. We've been made to worship you, Father God. We're thankful that we're your children, Father God. We are heirs and joint heirs, Father God. Touched by the master, Father God. Sit on the right street, Father God. Sit on the right path, Father God. Thank you for this wonderful gathering today. Thank you for this church, Father God, who have not turned aside, Father God. We will continue to praise you, continue to follow you, continue to exalt you. So, Father God, we pray for the strength of our pastor. We pray for the wisdom of our pastor. We pray, Father God, that you would give him power. Give him the words, Father God. Give him the insight, Father God, to lead us, Father God, and give us the tenacity to follow, Father God. So help everyone today, Father God. Bless the ushers to usher, Lord God. Bless the choir to sing, Father God. Bless the nurses to minister, Father God. Bless the security to secure, Father God. But whatever you do, bring glory to your name. Be majesty to your name. Lord God, we will praise you. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy of all our praise. Worthy of all our service. Worthy, worthy, worthy of all our being. And it's your name. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus whereby we are saved. The name of Jesus that we call on. The name of Jesus that we exalt. The name of Jesus, your son. The name of Jesus who's on the throne. We pray that every soul say amen.
Our scriptures shall be found in Philippians, the second chapter. Philippians, the second chapter, beginning at the first verse. If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Our next scripture is found in Genesis 2, verse 23 through 25. That's Genesis, second chapter, verse 23 through 25. And verse 23 reads, And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Please turn to the New Testament, Matthew 19. Matthew 19, verse 1. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came unto the coast of Judea beyond Jordan. That's the word of God for the people of God. Amen. Amen.
put it all in his hand. Hallelujah. Thank you. Our great choir musician. I put it all in his hand. I put it all. Children, grandchildren, marriage, health, problems, pitfalls, I put it all in his hand. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy and everlasting name. Praise the name of Jesus. We greet you in a name that is above every name. I want to commend our choir and I expect, amen. I expect every choir member here this Tuesday as I will be taking roll. Amen. We're making our transitions. We love you. God is good. And he's good all the time. And all the time, God is good. We are thankful for that powerful prayer. Clean. Praise God. You have to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Some people want to be seen and heard. You got to make sure that you ask the right person who the Lord puts on your heart. Amen. And what a powerful, powerful prayer. I want to thank everyone that read scripture. God is so good. He's good all the time and all the time. God is good. Now, momentarily, we're going to honor our graduates from high school. Uh, will be to my left, and college will be to my right. We do this every year, and I've already searched for 10 to 15 years of database of everyone that has graduated so we can maintain contact with them. Not contact for them to come back to church. Contact for Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And uh, we praise the name of Jesus. And, and if any of you have any relatives or friends that you want to stay in contact with, just uh, fill out a card. I think they're in the back of the pews. And they, they'll be added to a confidential database in which we ministerially will reach for the Lord. Amen. Just thankful again from whom all blessings flow. Listen to me. <clears throat> Let me thank all of you. I love you. Uh, some of y'all can't receive love, but I do love you. Amen. You want to dictate what kind of love you get. I love you in Christ with all my heart. I'm thankful for your participation in this matter of the exaltation of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. But I'm not here to entertain. All right. 
And I can tell you right now, anybody here that wants to entertain won't be here long. This, this ain't Motown. We ain't here to entertain. We're here to exalt our Christ through worship. Amen. We're here to edify believers in Christ. Amen. I'm a biblicist. You know what that word means? I do exactly what the word says. By the grace of God. You find in the word, that's what I preach. And that's what I try to live. Amen. Uh, I, it's solely out of the word. So uh, all the other stuff that's going on today. And the, and the problem with the churches today is that if Jesus came to the average church and sat in the back seat, he wouldn't know where he was. They don't even mention his name. You understand? And behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man can hear my voice, open up and I'll come into him and sup with him and he with me, Revelation 3.20. Amen? So good to see Candy today. Candy, stand up, Candy. Candy is the lovely wife of Arthur Price, who's pastoring 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham. Unfortunately, where the four young ladies in the 60s were bombed, he's, he's pastoring that church. And, and, and what he said to me when he left here, he was an assistant district attorney in Philly. And what he said to me was, I'm going to go down there and turn this museum into a ministry. Praise Jesus. And I love him for that. Amen. And I'm thanking, thanking him for that along with all the other sons of God. God is mighty, mighty, mighty good. Amen? Amen? And he's good all the time. And all the time, all the time, all the time, God is good. Amen? God wants you to be saved, sanctified. He wants you to serve, and he wants you to support with your money, your tithes. Amen? Those are the four S's that God wants every church member to be a part of. Isn't that right? I'm just so happy that uh, uh, this day is uh, it's the Lord's Day, and now all the smog has moved on. And uh, praise the name of Jesus. What a world. Let, listen, in the 60s and 70s, we never witnessed nothing like this. Never. Never. I've never seen what I see today. And the word Laodicea is the seventh and last church in Revelation 3. It's the rights of the people. That's what it means, the rights of the people. No more the word of God, the rights of the people. And on both sides of the aisle in D.C., they're wicked. They're wicked. And they're going to answer. Nobody's getting away with anything. Jesus said, let him that is filthy remain filthy till I come. Amen. And uh, so we just want to say that to you, that uh, we want to be an exemplary church of the Word of God, of the Spirit of God, amen, and we want to do what God wants us to do, not what the world is doing and not, not what's going on out there, amen, and uh, just be careful with TikTok and MeanMock and all the other social medias, just be careful, don't let that become your God. Amen? Amen. And, and we'll talk more about that and more about that and more about that. 
not only a relationship, but a fellowship. Amen. And uh, so we'll be saying more about that. But I am very pleased uh, where we are. And Next Sunday is Father's Day. No classes. We will celebrate Father's Day. Amen. Praise the Lord. And, um, and we'll be saying more about that. Praise the Lord. And uh, so God is good, and he's good all the time. And then all the time, God is good. Amen. All right, let me see what I'll do first. Let me, uh, let's have a song for the choir, and then we're going to have our graduates come up, and then we'll take the offering. How's that? That good? You good? Okay.
still works. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Lord is mighty, mighty good. I want you to pray for Deacon Derek Moore, who lost his lovely aunt. I've been knowing her for years. She's out of 19th Street. She's at the convention. Her home going is Wednesday. Pray for the family. But she in glory. She's in glory. Now, stop trying to pull people out of glory back down here. They wouldn't come if they could. One look at Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And we thank the Lord from whom all blessings flow. Steve Jones, Deacon Steve Jones, and uh, all of your assistants, I'd like to have you guys come up, and we're going to ask all graduates, high school to my left, college to my right, yeah, let's do this as expeditiously as possible. Will you come up? We're so proud of you, and we're thankful that you graduated, but education without salvation is just information. We want to make sure you're born again. Amen? All graduates, will you come this way, please? All graduates. All graduates. Hallelujah. Amen. High school to my left, college to my right. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. We only got three graduates? Praise Jesus. All right. That's it. Praise the Lord. You still coming? Maybe our service is too early. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask Steve that you would take the mic. You got a mic? Let them state their name and what school they're graduating from and what, and what their aspirations are for the future. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Uh, first, giving honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I recently graduated from North Carolina A&T State University. ACC of Pride, Aggie Pride, Aggie Pride. Uh, magna cum laude with my bachelor's degree in biomedical engineering. And I start... <laughs> And I start my career actually tomorrow at Johnson & Johnson as a gold associate um, in their rotational program. So I will relocate every nine months, but yeah. Thank you, Pastor, for this, this, this foundation. I found a church when I was in North Carolina, so I just want to say thank you for I've been in this church since I was a child, so I just Praise want to say Jesus. thank you. Oh, yeah. and thank you, parents. I love you, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Praise Jesus. She already started serving in children's ministry this morning. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Hi, everyone. My name is Bria Pope. I graduated from Stockton University. Praise Jesus. With a uh, Bachelor of Health Science, and in the fall, I'll be obtaining my doctor's degree in occupational therapy. Praise Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning. My name is Tanista Shields. I'm graduating from Clayton High School, and I'm going to be attending Delaware State University for music education. Hallelujah. Hi, my name is Bryce Davis Gibson. I'm graduating from Highland Regional High School, and I'm going to Delaware State University for a major of pre-nursing. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's get the Lord a hand clap for our graduates. We love you. Thank God for you. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank to Valencia, Steve Jones, and Cleefo, and all the rest who were instrumental in that. Praise God. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Praise the Lord. Going out the wrong door, eh? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. All right. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good, isn't he? Good all the time and all the time. God is good. Praise the Lord. And we will maintain contact as they go off to college. And uh, our contact messages will be about the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That not only does he love them, but that he will lead them into all truth. Amen? What a friend we have in Jesus all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Now it's offering time. And God loves a cheerful giver. You can't be God-given no matter how you try. Save, sanctified, save, sanctified, serve, support. We greet you in the name of Jesus. We pray, hallelujah, that you would give as God has blessed you. Do we, do we have a message up there? Okay, can you play it, please? Good morning, St. Matthews. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Today's announcements are as follows. Please be reminded, there are no classes next week, Sunday, June 18th, as we celebrate Father's Day. And our last day for Sunday classes will be Sunday, June 25th. This concludes today's general announcements. Okay, thank you. We're going to ask all of you to give as God has given you. Give, and it'll be given back to you. Press down and running over. Amen. Isn't God faithful to his word? God's faithful to his word. When you are a tither, God blesses you with more than money. He blesses you with peace. He blesses you with joy. He, he blesses you. He blesses your children, your grandchildren. He's worthy to be praised. You can't be God-given no matter how hard you try. And as you come for the offering, we're going to ask our choir to sing again. And then right after this, I will preach. Church, amen. Great job, great job, great job.
Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. We thank you for your generosity of giving. The Lord is going to bless you. Let's stand for offertory. All things come of thee, O Lord. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Thank you. I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Brother Williams, will you come on up to the pulpit? Praise the Lord. We thank God for you. Now, let me say this about this gentleman. He came across the street when we were across the street, and he has joined our church as a seasoned pastor. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Glad to have you, glad to have you. We'll have a quick word. All right, don't preach, quick. Praise the Lord, saints. And I just want to say, God is good, like Pastor always said. And I thank God for the journey that the wife and I have been on. My wife, Jewel Williams, is with me. And the journey he has taken me, but he brought me back home. Thank God. And thank you for Pastor Sister. Jesus. Church, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. We thank the Lord from whom all blessings flow. And this morning... My sermon is Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. During my seven years of military, 1968 to 74, doing top secret restricted work for the Air Force. We were drilled and inundated on our mission, mandate, and management of all things. And uh, our mission was to protect the United States of America at any cost. I remember being overseas during the Vietnam conflict and we were monitoring Russia, Germany, Hanoi, supplies, guns, artillery, troop movements. And um, I was told as a young man about the mission that uh, we can take Moscow out in 30 minutes. 
We've got nuclear subs. We've got bases, millions of troops all around Russia. We were watching Russia and, and China. China was supplying the North Vietnamese with weapons, so was Russia. And uh, we had to be on top of, because our mission was to protect. Our mandate was to preserve. And uh, we had to preserve peace at any cost. And then our management was process of reading SOPs, standard operating procedures, understanding what was expected of us. And uh, it was no joke. We had to learn all the facets of the military and especially the Air Force, uh, TAC, Tactical Air Command, MAC, Military Air Command, SAC, Strategic Air Command. And I was in ADC Air Defense Command, NORAD. We knew without a doubt, what was going on. And um, that's why when it comes to 36 years of this church, and I use these words, we strategize. I've given five, 10 year, many visions for where this church is going. It comes to a discipline of strategizing. And then it comes through systematizing. Everything is a system. We create these systems. The deacon board is a system. Ministers are a system. Ushers, choir, these are systems to help us worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to help people grow in the word. We prioritize, we mobilize, and all of these words are very meaningful from my training that was instilled in me of mission. And when you talk about the mission of the church, the mission of the church is not uh, for us to create an event and entertain. The mission is for us to introduce people to the Lord Jesus Christ and to develop in them a sense of fellowship, walking in the light. Yeah. And in a similar sense, Paul, the apostle, now in 1 Corinthians, and we're going through the book, chapter 1 and 2, he dealt with the divisions and the degradations of sexual sins through pride, idolatry, and immorality. The culture had cursed the church. And Paul settles these matters of sexual sin 
And then Paul moves to disputes of law, law litigation and um, difficulties, differences. And so Paul, in the first, amen, six chapters, Paul deals with what's plaguing the church. Now, the under-shepherds are going to be judged by not feeding the flock with the word of God. Not feeding the flock with the word of God. Yeah. Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. There is a feeding process that helps us to grow and to glorify Almighty God. Amen. Now, you, all of us, you don't need to be fed. And, and so, now, Paul gets to the seventh chapter, from the seventh to the end of the book, the sixteenth chapter, and now Paul is answering questions. And the first question, chapter seven, is marriage. They have questions on marriage. And marriage, despite what you hear on TV and through your social media, marriage is between a man and a woman. Marriage. Uh, some men don't act like men. Some women don't act like women. But amen. A man and a woman. God's real clear about that. And, and so they have these questions on marriage, chapter 7, and then chapters 8 to 10, Christian liberty, freedom. And then chapter 11, order in God's house. We'll get there. And then 12 to 14, spiritual gifts. 15, resurrection. 16, giving. So Paul is now answering questions that they wrote to him about and when we get to chapter 7, I want to take a divine time out to deal with the fact that some of you got confused when I rushed over from 1 Corinthians to Colossians 1, 9 of Paul's prayer. Our mission is not to be led by our feelings, but by our faith. Paul said, I'm one that you all be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. That is the mission. When I'm filled with the will of God, that's my mission above everything else. The will of God. Am I in the will of God? Am I exalting the will of God? Am I living for the will of God. He deals with that matter of the will. And everything you and I go through has to bounce back to the will of God. What did God say? Can I get a witness? So I took a long route to say in my heyday, before Sister Gordon, who's a lovely lady, hear that too, whom I love, 
Married 36 years, three grown children. But in my heyday before her, I realized that process of pride covering up my stuff led to idolatry of myself, led to immorality. Took years for the Holy Spirit to come in. Yeah. That is, Paul's dealing with marriage, and we're going to make this as simplistic as possible because Paul says, it is not good for a man to touch a woman. The word touch is a euphemism regarding sexual intercourse. And Paul goes on with his own celibacy. He said, I wish everyone was like me. And we'll get to that. Throughout the Bible, there are celibates. There are self-made celibates. There are man-made celibates. Everybody that went to Babylon became a celibate. Nebuchadnezzar said, you're not messing with my harem. Nebuchadnezzar was a cupbearer, and 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 uh, uh, I mean Nehemiah, and all of them people that went before the king had to be castrated, so they wouldn't mess with his harem. And you had a high position, but it cost you something. So there, there are man-made, there are self-made, there's God-made celibates. God has given some the unique ability, yeah, to not have a need for a wife or a husband. And that doesn't, that doesn't say something's wrong with them. No, God gave them a unique ability. People on a mission field for 40 years, they don't have. Most of them are celibates. Unless they run in monkeys at night. celibates. Now, I don't have that gift. And, and so, Paul uses the euphemism, and in the first chapter, the, first, uh, the seventh chapter, the first 11 verses, he's dealing with the saved married. The saved married. And he, he, he cautions them that the man belongs to the woman, the woman belongs to the man. Yeah. And you go back to Proverbs, he tells the man that your wife should be your joy and you ought to design everything around her. And he tells the wife, he is your object Amen. Of pleasure. I mean, it's all through the Bible. Um, so he tells the married, saved, they are not to defraud one another when it comes to sexual intimacy with attitudes and headaches, <laughs> using your body as a weapon, not a tool. 
somewhere in between there, he sang James Brown, give it up and turn it loose. And um, yeah, you ain't going to hear no message like this in no other church. So you are not to defraud, you're not to be defeated, you're not to, amen, decline from sexual intimacy. Yeah. Uh. With the mission in mind, hang in there, pastor's coming in. This, this is, he deals with the, the, the saved married. You have a responsibility to make sure that your mate is sexually, amen, active. You got to make sure, you got to make sure, you got to make sure, make sure. And then he deals, he moves from the married saved, and there are four groups in here. He moves to the widows. Widows, indeed, were 86 and up with no family. The church needs to care for them. And then the widows whose husband or widowers have gone home to be with the Lord, they are to serve and so forth. He lays out some instructions for them. And then the unmarried. The unmarried is the largest group here. And the word unmarried is agamos. And gamos is marriage. Agamos, when you put an A before a word, it, it, it just denotes negative. And Paul is saying, those of you that have been married but are no longer married, I got a word for you. Either you were divorced, or you were, you were, you know, uh, something happened to cause the unmarriage, you to be unmarried. And here's what's deep. Paul refers to himself as one of the unmarried agamos, meaning being a uh, Pharisee, his wife must have died. And God gave him this gift. He places himself with the Agamas, somebody that was married but is married no more. Interesting. And he goes on to say, if, if you're married to an unbeliever, don't leave them. Because you may sanctify them by them seeing you serve Jesus. Are y'all are getting this? Yeah. To those that were divorced, he said, I wish that you remain as I am. Marriage is very difficult. It's very difficult. And he says that uh, there, there will be some difficulties in this marriage state. And it will prevent you from serving the Lord. As you care for mate and kids and all the responsibilities there. So Paul lays out to not only the married who are saved and to widows and to the unmarried, which is the largest group, and then, and then the virgins, those that have never been married, he gives them some instructions. And so Paul is laying out 
if you will, this instruction on marriage. Now let me stop pausing for you. The person you marry is still the same way. Oh, they may have learned some scripture. They may have, you know, they got some new testimonies. Yeah. If you marry somebody rebellious, they're still struggling with rebellion. Resistance. They're still struggling with resistance. Don't think because you get saved and start praying, all this stuff goes away. Because what, what happens, no, somebody needs to preach the truth to you. They're still the same way. Now you got to ask, what drew me to them? That's what you got to ask. Amen? They're, they may be rebellious. They may be resentful. They, 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 they may, come on, man. They may be controlling. They, whatever it was, it's still there. Like the spaghetti commercial. It's in there. And we learn to, we learn to camouflage and cover stuff. But essentially, our history, our hurts, and as you get older, your health can prevent you from having sexual intimacy. Do, do I have a witness? Yeah. Some of y'all got to take the mask off. You got to monitor your pills. <laughs> you got to hope they ain't snoring. See, child of God, the history that may have been hidden from you is still operating. So I can't get intimate because there's something blocking my intimacy. I can go to Sherman's class and learn about the five laws of language and five love language laws and I can learn about uh, how to serve, bring gifts home and how to serve and how to help out. But see, as your pastor, there are things preventing us from becoming intimate. Abuse, rape, whatever it was, can cause a problem. So if I go to class and just hear ideas, Leroy, concepts of how to get close, but ain't nobody dealing with my history. And my hurts. I can't stand somebody to touch me there. Something's wrong. Touching is a form of love. Isn't that right? I have a problem with intimacy, yet I want intimacy. So what Satan does is say, you married the wrong one. Don't you know you're going to go from one to another and the history still going to speak out? You need healing. You need healing. Don't come in here shouting, talking about thank you, Jesus, amen, and you, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't squabble up and we got issues. We got issues. Mm. Touching. 
you know, and, and see the world comes on with all of their cultural information and makes it worse. Makes it worse. Boy, look at her lips. She got more lipstick on, more makeup on, somebody else's hair. Lord have mercy. And when she finished taking all that stuff off, you're going to go to sleep. We, we got stuff. And see, here's what the Holy Ghost does. Listen to me. No. The Holy Ghost knows what's happening. But he wants you to get back to the mission. My mission is to be filled with the knowledge of his will in our spiritual understanding. God will work out the rest in time. We will learn how to be intimate. We will learn, Lord have mercy, how to do this and that. Do I have a witness? And, and, and maybe God left that in place to humble you. When failure takes place in our lives, God is speaking loud. So Paul says, you shouldn't defraud, you shouldn't depart, you shouldn't decline. But if, but, 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 but if there is problems, seek my face and pray for my healing. Don't just assume that it's okay for you to defraud your husband and wife. And you've been doing it for years. Yeah. Stop blaming everything on the other person. Some of, some of us have said things to our mates and have traumatized them. Worse. I always tell Leroy, Leroy's our counselor, does a great job. I always say to him, don't assume that everybody has the ability to change. They don't. Mm. Mission. Four groups of people that Paul is referring to. And, and, and when you look at the gamut of scripture on marriage, in Genesis 2 it says, amen, and, and the two shall become one. Uh, the man shall leave his mother and father and cleave, be glued to his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Right? For the woman was taken out of man. Are you with me? That's what we call the ideal. The ideal marriage is a marriage that stays together. In holy matrimony, till death do us part. The ordeal is in Matthew 19. I didn't tell Brother Arnold to read far enough. 
Matthew 19, the ordeal is, goes back to Genesis, I mean, Deuteronomy 24, and when the disciples and even the Pharisees told Jesus, well, Moses told us to give them a writing of divorce. And God said, Jesus said, that was because of the hardness of your hearts. But from the beginning, it was never so. You people were so corrupt with the practices of the world that Moses allowed you to divorce one another because you were going crazy. Lord, have mercy. Marriage reflects Christ in the church. What if Christ divorced you this morning? What if Christ put you on the rocks? What if Christ kicked you out? And every time we have a wedding here, and I tell people want to marry their sons and daughters, I say, listen, I, I don't care about your son or daughter. Make sure that everybody in that congregation know marriage is an example of Christ in the church. It's not a, it's, it's, it's not a time for you to show off in front of people. Make jokes. It's serious. Because marriage involves a mission of loving in spite of, of sacrificial love, of forgiving, of promoting, of being a compliment. Now, now when, when I make statements like Sister Gordon is corporate and I'm military, that, that doesn't demean her nor me. We're just different. Look where this church is. That's because of the gifts the Lord placed in me. I came here in 1987 and rewrote everything. No, we're not doing this. Systematized everything. Why? We were in the thousands. Why? Because we could not grow on that traditional flow. We couldn't grow on that. We couldn't expand our horizons. We couldn't strategize, organize, systematize. We couldn't do any of those things. Amen. And I'm going to preach the word. I'm not sitting here playing games with God's house. I'm preaching the word. So Paul answers all these questions about marriage. If you're saved to an unbeliever hanging there with them, they may get saved through your testimony. If you're disconnected from a man, you may want to stay disconnected and serve the Lord. If you are unmarried, agamas, you were married before and things didn't work out, you may want to See God's face to what you're about to go into. The world has made marriage more than just spiritual companionship. It's now a lustful attendant. And we watch all this stuff on TV and it's deep. It's deep. Sometimes I have a hard time switching the channel. Good night, Irene. 
Paul deals with mission, 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 mercy, mandates, management. You can jump from one marriage into another and think you're going to be happier. The grass is always greener on the other side. And the person you married is still the same person. What you got to ask is what drew me to them because for me to marry somebody, it was something there. Maybe their love for the Lord. Come on now. Amen? Maybe, maybe, maybe there's sincerity. But iron sharpening iron. Your mate gets on your last nerves at times. That's because they're different from you. God made them different. God wants them to be different. Compatibility's not in the Bible. Who's compatible? Show me two compatible people, I'll show you sin. Mission impossible. Unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain that built it. Unless the Lord keeps the city, the watchers watch in vain. You better read the word. And here's what gets me. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Our parents and grandparents, I know it was a different time. They never went to the Bahamas, <laughs> Bermuda. They never took a cruise. They had no vacations unless they got in a car and visited a relative in another state or went to the National Baptist Convention USA Incorporated. They didn't buy for themselves. Their marriage was in conflict, but they continued. All hell would break out, but they continued. Oh, I'm preaching somebody. Lord, have mercy. I treated my mother and father on the cruise, and, and listen, I was so thankful that they could go, and I watched them. They were amazed at being on this large boat Lord, have mercy. And not even know they was floating. Now, I wouldn't go on one today, but my mom never got on an airplane. All they did was raise and take care of their children. And some of them went through pure hell doing it. They had errors, they, they, they had differences, they had defeats. They'd been through hell. Someone was out in the street. But they continued on. They continued on. To death do us part. I know we don't want to hear it. And, 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 and don't get me wrong, there are reasons proper reasons for divorce, the ordeal is desertion, 
Amen. If somebody just disappears, don't come back, you're free to be remarried. Or adultery or fornication, you're free to let them go. Except for the cause. Are y'all with me? Now what you can't do is come in here and tell pastor, I want to get divorced because he deserted me. Well, how long has he been gone? Last night. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't do no mess like that. That ain't no desertion. God have mercy. And then, and then even, even adultery, adultery, he, that, that is a reason for you to divorce. But you can't get divorced on a rumor. The, the Pharisees took Jesus, John 8, and said, we caught her in the bed. Now Moses said we ought to stone her. What do you say? Jesus said, got on the ground, started writing in the sand. Let him that is without sin cast the first stone. And the Bible says they put their stones down from the elders to the youngest. Yeah. The ones on the blue pill put this down first. <laughs> you know, there was a church, I ain't going to mention church. There's a church in West Philly years ago. I know it well. And the pastor was out in the street. He was getting high. He was going to bed with all these women. And, and the so-called deacon board said, well, we want to bring him up on charges. And they had this big church meeting. And they read off the church meeting, and the pastor was sitting there. And this woman stood up and said, y'all need to leave him alone because I done had all y'all. I ain't talking about Ernie Armstead, but he said, I done, I done, had, I done, I done, I done had all y'all. Fact, 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 fact of the matter is when they all left, Jesus said, woman, where are those thine accusers? Have no man accused thee? Now listen, she said, no man, Lord. He said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Didn't he say that? Once she recognized his lordship, she was free. Can I get a witness? In the name of Jesus. See, 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 child of God, you, you keep selfishly looking at, uh, uh, this thing called marriage and ministry and, 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 and mission. And, and it is really mission impossible because it doesn't matter who you marry, you got to sacrifice. You got to submit. Yeah, you got to love as Christ loved the church. Do I have a witness? You got to cover them with kindness. Can I get a witness? Yeah, you can't put the children before your mate. Ain't nobody preaching that.
When a woman feels defeated, she wraps her life around her children. When a man feels defeated, he goes out in the street. You're married to the same exact person who exists today. Oh, they know more scripture. And that can confuse things. How they know all the scripture and they still rebellious? How, how they know all the scripture and they still resentful? How they still control and fuss? Because the real them never changed. You're still married to the one Oh, Lord, that attracted you to come up the aisle with. Mm. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. I have a wonderful wife, wonderful mother, my kids, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful help me. Wonderful help me. And when I say that, y'all clap. You should clap. I clap. Praise the name of Jesus. But she's still the same. And I'm still the same. You don't live with her. And she don't live with you. You don't, you don't live with me. You don't live with me. We, we still struggle. Are, are y'all with me this time? We struggle. We don't even eat the same things. And that has become problematic. I, I will cook for the kids, cook for my family. You know, you know, I don't eat too much pork. I eat bacon, but I don't eat too much. But I, but I cook all these big meals, steak, and uh, every, everything you can name. Collard greens, turkey, all that. And uh, now all of a sudden, nobody eats anything. <laughs> I went down to get some cereal the other day. And my kids, when they came home, they took all my cereals and threw them out. And they got all this new, new stuff. Take all my seasonings and, 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 and move them. Well, Daddy, you need to use that. I don't use that. Do I have a witness? Yeah, the, the fact of the matter is, there will always be challenges, but I dare you to let God be God. Just let God be God. Just get back to the mission. And the mandate of preservation and Lord have mercy. The management, a day, a process. Just let God be God. Your eyes open up. Jim, for the next five seconds, ten seconds, we will reveal to you your assignment should you take it and then after you tell them the assignment five seconds the tape burns up turn to and say my tape burned up I took the assignment but I've been to hell and back can I get a witness see what God wants us to do is look at it as his mission it's a mission impossible. It's impossible to love this woman. It's impossible to love this man. It's impossible to submit. It's impossible to surrender. They're all over the place. Think about what your parents went through. Think about what your parents went through. They went through a lot of conflict, but they held on. 
Society don't want you to hold on. The culture wants to cut you from God's word. The culture wants you to act out. Can I get a witness? The culture wants you to rebel and resist and not see your mate as your complement. There's something about your mate that you need. There's something about your mate that offsets your sense of pride. There's something that you need in your mate that helps you to have fulfillment of joy. You need a witness in the house. Do I have a witness? In this house. You can't jump from bed to bed. You can't jump from person to person. And now the culture is telling you that we ought to have a gay day. We, we ought to have... They, 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 got, they, got, they got all these days and all of these causes and the, and the church is so blind as a bat with sunglasses on we get it yeah yeah that's good it's not good it's evil it's wicked it's an abomination call it what it is How do, we, how do we achieve sexual intimacy? Going back to the designer, to the maker of the product, and saying, Lord, I got issues. I'm stubborn. I'm messed up. My history, my hurts, even my health has placed me in a situation where I feel vulnerable. I go to Sherman's class, I go to Leroy's class, but those classes are great for knowing what to do. But those classes don't address what I cannot do. That's where Christian counseling, that's where prayer, that's where healing comes into play. We're all messed up. From the pulpit to the door, we're all messed up. We're, we're all messed up. Years ago, I had a couple come to my study where I did all the counseling. Now, I, 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 I got an answer for this. I, people that talk slow, write it down. And, and send it in beforehand so I can read it. Because you only got 10 minutes. I am not sitting there all day while you, well, well pastor, no, nah, this one ain't getting it, Doc. I had a couple come in my study. I would never divulge. Probably not even here anymore. And he did all the talking. She's sitting there with her head down. He said, hi. I'm just struggling in this marriage. I said, well, what's the problem? Uh, you know, like a counselor, just trying to identify the problem. She won't do what I want her to do. I said, well, what do you want her to do? And he went into all of this vulgarity about what hoes did for him in the world. And I told him, are you out of your mind? She's got a conscience. 
you are trying to defeat her conscience so you feel good. And she said, Pastor, I don't want to do that. And I said, you ain't got to do it. And he said, well, how can you tell her? And he started quoting scripture. I said, here's the worst kind of Christian. <laughs> when things don't fit, I go in the word and find something. Maybe your wife would be more sensitive, more loving, more submissive if you were more loving. Maybe the kids left with the wrong picture about marriage because they seen you act out, act up. Now they don't want any parts of it. They sing too much. Yeah. Mission impossible. The will of God. What is the will of God? The will of God. Not to defraud, not to depart. Not to decline. You know why the church don't preach this stuff? Because people don't want to hear it. Mm. There are ideal, ordeal, no deal. There are some reasons why people legitimately get divorced. But there's a no deal Every time you feel abandoned or every time you feel that you're not loved or every time you feel you're not respected, that are, those are no reasons for divorce. We have to work through our issues. Do I have a witness? I don't know what I would have done without Sister Gordon with my kids great mother different spin than daddy do I have a witness it's mission impossible but with God all things are possible did not I tell you that you were going to the other side can I get a witness so one of the things that we have to understand in this Mission Impossible is that the person that you have been married to 20, 30, 40, 50 years is the same person. You just thought by them getting saved, everything would change. You thought by them coming to Bible study, everything, get them, Pastor, get them, get them. I used to hear the men, get them, Pastor. Tell them. And then when I say something about the man, they hide. <laughs> Why did God put the two of you together? Listen to this. For his own glory. And if you go back to the mission, being filled with the knowledge of him in all spiritual understanding and wisdom, God has gotten glory 
out of what you had to go through. There are no accidents. There are appointments. We are appointed once to die, then the judgment. Can I get a witness? Isn't God good? Won't God work it out? We're not married on feelings. We're married by faith. Do you? Accept this woman to be your lawful wedded wife, to have and to hold in sickness and in health, till death do you part. I do. When you took that vow, God was recording. Can I get a witness? I never took a vow messing with a woman in the world. Never. It's a mission impossible where God determines the outcome as we humble ourselves and admit that our history, our hurts, and our health can interfere with a wholesome relationship. Lord, I need you. Every day, every hour. But you can't stay stubborn and defraud your mate. I ain't get one amen. I ain't get one amen. So here's your assignment. Go home and give it up. Go home and give it up. Say, I got problems. Well, she knew that. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. That's how a culture is capitalizing on a church. What you won't do, Satan will do. We got problems. We got issues. Do I have a witness? I got issues. Y'all know that. I got major problems. But I trust in the Lord with all my heart. And I lean not to my own understanding. In all my ways acknowledge him. And he will direct thy paths. Ideal, ordeal, no deal. Mission impossible. The person I'm married to is impossible. That's why God put you on a mission. To trust him and him alone. Can I get a witness? In the name of Jesus. Let's stay on our feet. Next Sunday's Father's Day, then I'll deal with spiritual. I'll deal with spiritual liberty. So you can shout. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. You want to give your life to Christ. Thank God for graduates. Raise your hand. Give your life to Jesus. He died for your sins, was buried and rose again. Is there one? Come on. I dare you. Come on. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will guide you. The Lord will keep you. Is there one who wants to give their life to Jesus? Is there one? We're waiting. I dare you. To say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ, believing 
that he will save and guide me and direct me. Is there one? Is there one? Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. It's tough terrain. But it's our mission, our mandate, and our management that we manage these relationships in accordance with the word of God. It's not just about sex. Oh God, it's about surrender. It's about suffering and continuance. It's about hoping and being healed. Having a healthy outlook that although I'm struggling internally, with things I can't control. You're able. You're a doctor in a sick room. You're a lawyer in a courtroom. You're a bridge over troubled waters. And it's not the first time you healed me. You are my healer, Jehovah Rapha. You will heal from the guttermost to the uttermost. You'll cause me to shout because of what you're able to do. You're able. We trust you. Not just with sex. With submission. With surrender. With forgiveness. We trust you. To create in us clean hearts. And renew right spirits within us. In the name of Jesus our Christ. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, Mabel. The one you marry. Still the same. We love you. Have a great day. because I've been a member here for over 20 years and pastor brings a word every Sunday. Ministry here is for the entire being. Uh, I love the way it touches the mind, the body, and the soul. Uh, we have women's ministries. Welcome to our world. I've gone to several churches before and the truth that pastor preaches about the word, his leadership and his vision is just pure. Welcome to our world. What keeps me coming back to St. Matthews is the youth program. They continuously put effort into the young, into the young mentors. Welcome to our world. Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo. 